The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Paul. He's Ronnie, and it's time to move on from the cup and pre-season and into the league. Our thanks to Jim McAnally for being our guest last week. Brilliant tales of Clough, McLean, European adventures, cup successes, teammates, and his views on modern football. A belter. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Viably Cup Disappointment, Carlisle Away Days, New Heritage Kit, Declan Boosts the Backline, the Tangerine Poundheads for Gayfield, on this day with the Arab Archive, and with some signed Jim McAnally prints to give away. It's all coming up on episode 201 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Leo. These two are pricks, and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast with the damn my sat-nav must be broken, as I had to stop three times on the way to Carlisle on Saturday. Paul McNichol and the briefcase wanker, Ronnie Costello. We'll get to your Carlisle trip, Jimmy Mark. Jimmy Mark, yeah, the class, wasn't it? Listen back to it myself last week, uh, just to take it all in again, because it was weeks ago that we that we spoke with him. Middle of June? Middle of June, yeah, well, before his holiday at the start <laughs> of July. Uh, and it was really good, it was a really good listen. Actually, uh, it wasn't even the middle of June, because we were just speaking of the Champions League final, so it was like the start of June. Yeah, it was all, It was a while back. It was a while back, obviously, in anticipation of it being the 200th episode guest. Mm. Uh, but it was a great listen, it was brilliant, uh, had loads of feedback about it. Uh, and you usually get feedback when you've got like an ex-player on, and yeah, it's always it's always invariably nice. Uh, but it, it seemed to go over really well uh, this week. So yeah, thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, cheers again to Jimmy Mark for yeah. that time to sit with you. People saying it's the best interview we've done. Is that because I've done the notes for it? Probably. Nah, maybe. Yeah. I think one thing that is really interesting. We touched on it a little bit last week, and. I think you said it as well uh, at the end that it took a while to actually get to his time at United, but it yes. didn't feel like No, but it was long. still all interesting. Like obviously yeah. it's all but for me certainly, and I can only speak for myself, I always like like when we have a deep dive in at the start and we say, like, what's your first football memory? How did you get in that? Who was your first hero? I like all that, but then that it was quite extended uh with, with Jim Mark and because like obviously he'd, he'd he'd done a fair bit before he got to United and it was a fair bit that was fairly interesting. Like Christmas at the Cliffs House. I mean, that that was class in itself. You know, that the good story itself. Uh, so uh, the, the whole thing was brilliant. It was it was quite hard hitting at the start when he went on about Celtic Boys Club, and then uh, when he was when he was on about Brian Clough taking the two boys. Like uh, initially, <laughs> when he first said that to me and you on that night, I was thinking, "What is this going? Will this interview ever see the light of day?" But it was a great story. Uh, and and the whole three hours and fifteen minutes or however long it was, we were were filled with great stories. One thing that was said in the car yesterday, um, we're, we're separate cars, Carlisle and whatever. But one thing that was said to Fermate Martin, he said that, um, and we kind of both agreed that we both kind of forgot he was even at Nottingham Forest because I think it's Coventry, Coventry, Coventry. So for me. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew, I knew for the notes, I knew he'd played for not, but I didn't even think to, to cross my mind about I'm going there. And obviously, I mean, then he was telling the story about Ron Atkinson being in the office. We the dolly bird yeah. he shouldn't have had there. Yeah. And he was called the dead man. And yep. st- I just, things like that just made it interesting. And that was, um, I remember, and I said to Paul after uh, the chat, I mind looking at my watch at one point and going, 
we're a fair bit in it. We haven't even spoke about United yet, but <laughs> yeah, it's even touched on fluently. You hadn't even said we're confident at this point, yeah. and it kind of flew in. It was really, really interesting. And I think what I did, like, what what's been really nice and and really refreshing is stuff is he just called it as is. Like he, yep. his views on. I mean, he doesn't even like Dick Campbell, and he was quite open and honest about that, yeah. you know. And I mean, we didn't dive into that because that is what it is. But just like the view of that, and it was like as, as if it was nothing. You know, yeah. and even yesterday the game, honestly, you, you mentioned when he went to Dens, right? And the fans said, oh, same shite as usual, which is normal if you go Dens. Honestly, a boy two rows behind me pretty much said that yesterday in the first 10 minutes. And I thought, <laughs> why have you driven three hours for this? <laughs> Never mind just going to Dens, which is treacherous in itself. But <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Again, I mean, Alison backed it again this week. Um, and I've listened to that a few times now, right, right, right the way through, and just the stories are just have been really funny and yeah. um, really open and honest, and I quite like. That. And he, he, I mean, he's got his own views, and he's just out of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a wee break just now, like this is not a guy that's no coach for ten, twenty years that we've no, he, been he lucky enough to speak to. He's involved in it. Yeah, he knows his stuff, and and it was also quite quite interesting when he was on it when when he's touching on some of the ex teammates. Now he was. And and he wasn't disparaging in any way, but he was like, "Yeah, Mixu. When Mixu comes in, Mixu's a good player." He says, "But he probably wasn't as good as what we had." Can he was he was brought in to replace boys that were like better than him, and mm. like he and that's an insider's view because he was there. Can he saw it? He also didn't really. He wasn't overly fond of Golak's uh, way of doing eh, things. You Golak's know? anything, I think. yeah. Like uh, whereas when you speak to. Andy McLaren and some of the younger guys they're like oh it was a breath of fresh air but but McAnally's standards were so high and and I think he appreciates why the standards were so high because it, it ultimately got the best out of them mm-hmm. and when he saw in his in his opinion it turned in a wee bit of lax then yeah. it didn't really sit well with him well I think that one of the first things is you know if I was to ask you a question tell me a player that's played under McLean and Clough mm-hmm. you go Ray McKinnon you do yeah you didn't even go to Jim McInnes. Well, I do, I do, but no. in general, in general, yeah. no, it's always Ray McInnes Be- yeah. because because he was he was signed by Clough from United. That's mm-hmm. why people go Ray McInnes. But obviously, Jim McInnes was was at Clough and then went somewhere else and then came to United. But but again, like when we were saying, so like you must have you must have been fit enough to impress McLean and he was like no 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 he says Jim McLean knew of me for my time at Celtic and Dundee on loan He's, that's what he was signing he wasn't signing on the back of oh this this boy's went down south and tore it up and, and whatever he didn't he didn't appreciate because that's when he was on about I, I was two stone overweight he says I look back at photos of the sign and me and Bo and he says I'm, I'm two stone overweight there it's it's mental it's absolutely mental yeah. so again Jim McLean it just shows how how much oh a finger on the pulse he had of almost every player in the Scottish game at certain times. Man of the match after Hannah Shandy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just it was just a, fas- a fascinating not, and fantastic interview. I mean, it was funny because you know you're going through all these appearances and you know goals for his position and whatever else. But I'm not saying he was blind as in Trump, but he won a lot of man of the match awards. Yeah, and rightly so. Which yeah, is amazing. Rightly so. Uh, and he, and he was a good sport as well when we brought up Hoostra. He <laughs> uh, liked that. Like yeah, when you listen back, you could actually hear him laughing when yeah. when we we touch on that. Uh, and we obviously put it up this week because uh, any excuse oh, really. It's, when yeah. when he said it, so I was listening to the clip right, and I was getting the video clip, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know the balls nowhere," and I thought, "But it is <laughs> no, it's not really." <laughs> when he 
goes to close them down. Hooster's got the bar right, and I'll accept that. But he is right in saying when Hooster passes the ball uh, and he out, finally the hits him, <laughs> the bar's like uh, 10 years ago. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lee Johnson would say it was in the next phase of play, probably. It was, he? aye. aye <laughs> plenty of box entries for him and I. What is that about? But it was, a, yeah, it was a, a, a great chat. Um, and again, at the time, it's hard to gauge. I mean, we both were like, oh, that's good, Ken. It's, yeah. uh, how long is it? Is it busy? Is it, Ken, what about the, these stories? And Because you've loads to take in, but you're listening back to it and listening last week. And again, for everyone who's who's commented, and the comments have been amazing, um, and we do appreciate people. And listen, people are funny because they're going, this is taking me four lunch breaks. And yeah. it just makes me laugh. Or the dogs are getting a good whack the day or yeah. stuff but even, like that. But even if we, like, so, and some people have asked, you know, why, how do you know break break these episodes up, like a part one, a part two? Well, like, there's there's people, who are we to dictate how people listen to the podcast? Yeah. You know, some people, if we put an hour episode out, they, they can't listen to it in a one hour. So... I mean, I dare say it was a godsend for boys that are travelling on a train, travelling on a plane. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that's what it is. Like the first time we ever had that dilemma was Sean Dillon's episode, that we thought, <laughs> "Fuck it, just stick the whole thing out, and people can consume it how they will." And it was just, I think we'll always do that. Yeah, I think we'll always do that. It's just the best way to do it. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if we were to start splitting them up. Uh, definitely, if, definitely. If there there was maybe <clears> like the World Cup and force break, and you had something really long, maybe. But again, at the same time, we were half, you know, today. Exactly. So, a little exactly. bit on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, on the back of that, we obviously did mention we've got a new website um, that you can find everything all in one place, dodefoxpodcast.com. Listen back to the episodes. Uh, you'll be able to buy merch through it. You can watch videos. Uh, you might be able to buy tickets for shows, stuff like that. We don't know. But you can leave us voicemails. Mm-hmm. Somebody did. So, someone did. I'm about to play it in a second. But the plan would be that after the game on Friday night, we would like people to jump on. Mm-hmm. Drop us a voicemail. You can wait to the Saturday, and we'll play something out on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. You know, it'll be. You must be pushed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, this might get funnier. And you only get you only get two minutes as the limit. But uh, Tom Ferry jumped on and left us a message, and it was based on the interview, and it's talking about the tickets and the cost of tickets for the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final or the European run Barcelona, I think it was Barcelona, Barcelona that again. was it yeah. so Tam jumped on and this is what his uh, this is what you had to say Tam Ferry here I just finished listening to episode 200 with Jim McNally absolutely brilliant episode boys congratulations on that one it was a marathon three days in we were walking the dog again on Wednesday and that's me just finished it um, just on the ticket pricing for the UEFA Cup run uh, from memory because it was a season ticket holder I'm sure it was a tenner we had to pay for a ticket. You were allowed two tickets, so uh, I bought one for my wee brother as well. So a tenner it was if you were a season for a holder. season ticket holder. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you were not, it was probably about twenty five. Yeah, yeah, so Barcelona is it? Exactly, <laughs> it's a big game. Exactly, get up them. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate Tom for dropping by uh, the dodefoxpodcast dot com. You do it on your phone like he's done when he's out with the dogs or whatever else, and we absolutely appreciate it. This week then, Paul, a new away shirt, the Heritage shirt dropped. It's on sale today as this episode comes out. How's your wallet feeling at the thought of that? Well, I, I dare say I'll end up getting it because <laughs> I usually get them all. But it wasn't. Like, I thought it was nice. I, I love it. I, I, well, I'll see. A lot of boys were loving it. it. I thought it was nice. Leo wasn't. 
He wasn't a sorry. He's not a big fan of this. Uh, so you can put your wallet over. Ah, uh, he'll end up with the hell cut, I've no doubt. But he wasn't a big fan of the white V on the front for some reason. Tell him he's not getting it. We'll see what, he's, see what he does. Well, I'll maybe get a bit of extra paint or something. I can't cover it up. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. But uh, I like it. Was the, maybe the worst kept secret in, in uh, Dundee that we were going to have a green cut, I think. Uh, uh, it's nice. What about any of the models? <clears throat> Recognise him? I reckon there's a couple of them, eh? like <laughs> Leah, obviously. Mind years ago, we used to speak about her marking with cheesecakes, which has never happened. Never happened. Never happened never yet, happened. but uh, but that could be arranged. Uh, Ald head there, Dickers, mm-hmm. modelling the cat. I think he was uh, a wee throw to the academy, because that's where he's working these days. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's Andy, or Alan Baxter. Uh, he He's something to do with the, the display team. He's a big part of that. And then there was just, uh, there was a troublemaker. In some of the pictures as well, sitting next to uh, oh, Archie Mikkelsen. Archie Mikkelsen, <laughs> ah, he's a hooligan. Ah, ah so there was uh, we're, we're good mate Eunice as well, looking resplendent. There is one top. picture of Louis Moult, yeah, with an older gentleman yes, who I now know who it is. I was going to ask, do you know who the older gentleman I, I do, is? But at first, I was like, hmm, is that Louis Moult's old man? Like, I really wasn't sure. Like that, if if somebody had said was that, that's what that would have been my guess first off. But so go. Tell us who it is. I, but I now I'm more than aware that it's Ray Stewart. There you go. Yes. Ray went Stewart. to West Ham. He went to West Ham. His transfer also paid for the the roof on the enclosure that United fans know as the Seggy, mm-hmm. which is where the the Dode Fox stand is yep. these days. Yeah, so celebrating a hundred years of Dundee Red uh, is the heritage kit. Uh obviously it's upset are the right clubs for it. The only one thing, and it was only when I was looking back at the history of stuff like that, is one thing I would. I'm just throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Know that they'll ever listen to us to our donuts, but our first ever away kit, I believe, was white, white and black. Okay, like white top, white shorts, and uh, black socks. Just something like that. And no, I mean, I saw people getting their knickers in a twist over the Hearts third kit, which has just got their badge on it and it's white and it's plain. Huh. Taffy boring to me. But I think if we'd done that, I'd think it's amazing. So I'm not really sure what to think of a plain white kit now that I've thought about it. But I just think, again, because I've got nothing wrong with us celebrating our past. Like, yeah. not, absolutely not. I think it's amazing. Of course. It's not our first green kit. Of course. You know what I mean? I, there was, obviously, as you say, like, it was upsetting some people on, on Twitter. Like, and I, I just didn't get it, eh? Like, you're allowed to hear a green kit without it being any sort of sectarian mm. nonsense yep. or link to Celtic or link to whatever. It's it's just a, it's a football kit. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. It's a green football kit. Unbelievable. But, I mean, it's nice enough. It's nice enough. Uh, I'll probably end up with it. Probably by the time this episode comes out. And uh, uh, I'll wear it on Friday night, no doubt. <laughs> One man <laughs> who uh, could be wearing it, saw him make his first start yesterday, signed on a two-year deal this week. Declan Gallagher's coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, and as I sit here today, it's a good signing, uh, but if I had signed him a year or two or three ago, I probably wouldn't have been a big fan of it, but horses for courses, it is where we are. Uh, I think he's a good player. Well, I hope he's a good player, yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think he's, he might even be our best defender now. I uh, think he's better on the defence we had last season as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, possibly, yeah. Well, the way they performed last year, yeah, I think you would have been more best defender last year. But he's come in, he's Still obviously, he's, he's played for Scotland not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got bombed by Goodwin, Favourdeen, for I being can. shy. Well, that was it, because people were like, oh, he played under Goodwin, and I was thinking, 
I think Goodman like got rid of him. Uh, but I think <laughs> by his own omission, he said he didn't have a great time up there himself. Yeah, so. yeah. but I, th- I think he comes in. He's a big unit. He just defends. Like he's going to win most of his headers. He's going to win most of his challenges. He's experienced as well. Experienced. Talks a lot. The the one thing that he clearly lacks is pace. I think where he'll back line is going to be a bit lacking in pace. Uh, but that's fine. Like as as long as if we come up against boys like Brian Graham. I would fancy Declan Gallagher mm-hmm. to to handle that. No bother. Yep. Uh, if you come up against boys that are just that are teams that maybe have three up front and are lightning quick, we might have an issue. Mm-hmm. But without having actually saw any of the, the teams in the championship, I think that might be few and far between. Or at least I'm hoping that that, that issue would be few and far between. But I think on paper it's, it's a good signing. Uh, I think it definitely adds, adds what we've been missing and what we've been needing to the back line. And uh, yeah, I, I was more than happy when he signed on. I think the the thing is as well, it's it's there's a nice mix of um, obviously experience mm-hmm. in him and and Kevin Holt, and then you've got the youthfulness. I know Ross Graham's now played a good few games and Ollie Denham. And the thing is, you're going to need the four of them. You're going to need yeah. the four of them. I mean, Kevin Holt, we think went off injured yesterday. Okay, with a bit of a knock. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to need these guys. You know, and it was, it, I mean, Ross Graham come in, I thought you are a good 40 minutes or something, he was on the park yesterday, and by the time the, we'll get to the game, by the time the Rafa <coughs> subs come, the game is kind of done, but you're going to need these guys, and they've obviously said that there's two for every position, now we knew centre-back, we thought right centre-back, we were needing mm. something, and obviously there was one man in particular that had been wildly linked, seriously linked, deal was done, mm-hmm but they were wanting promotion bonuses and all this and it didn't happen, which is obviously yeah. Anthony Stewart I'm talking about. When I said, right, centre-half was coming up and like the same with the Louis Moult stuff I said to you last week, Gallagher's name wasn't in my thoughts. No. Just wasn't it? Because he'd played the first two games for St Martin in the group stage, mm-hmm. so had a full pre-season, no being injured or anything. It just didn't enter my thoughts, eh? Yeah. No, it's a good signing. Like it's it's a, a minor Coop to get him dropping a league as well. I, I would say, uh, like you didn't know, and I know he stays in Dundee, yep. and he has done for a number yep. of years. Which uh, ten years he's been here, yeah, which is uh, a bizarre fact, uh, considering he's he's no been at Dundee for all that time. But I, I, I genuinely think it's a good sign, and he he bolsters our back line, he strengthens us uh, in general. He's another he's another leader, you know. Uh, like I can that we've already announced for captains and vice captains, but if like if it was to be him. You don't think you would mm. you would have any any qualms about that. So yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, the the only thing I would I would say like like you you said that the club have kind of come out and said we've now got two players in every position. I would still say that we're light up top in case in case of an injury. I would like mm. a Louis Moult light. Some, somebody, a diet Louis Moult Diet Louis Moult uh, okay. I'm not saying you're overweight Louis Far from well, it sounds like, uh, Far from it uh, but, but that would be my concern Like The, the drop off from Like if, if one of the the defenders gets injured We've got four The drop off eh, It shouldn't be that much If Louis Moult gets injured like, There's there's no really anybody like Louis Moult I think the, the big thing with that is Is you would, <laughs> You're saying this The two players for every position, which is kind of what he said. But when you look at the role Tony Watts playing, mm-hmm. so you're needing replacements for both of them. Now, yesterday, given mm-hmm. that he was playing in a single 10, single uh, 10, there is a couple of them in the squad, mm-hmm. but again, the only, and it's not a, 
a go at him, but the only replacement for um, Louis Moult yesterday was Rory McLeod. Yeah, yeah. Totally different. Totally, uh, totally different. It, it really is, yeah. Uh, and I like Rory McLeod, but, he, he's, but there's a lot that needs to happen for him to completely fulfil his potential as well. Even at Tanadice, you know, if he'll have he'll have dreams that he'll want to go to a higher level, uh, far higher than United, you would assume. But even to get into the first team as a regular, he's, he's got a ways to go, I would I would imagine. So, yeah, I mean, the, the manager's saying that he's happy with the squad, but he said that the last three weeks and we've brought in yeah. more and more players. So you I, as a fan, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're a lot happier now than you were three or four <clears> weeks ago based on the squad and what we've seen and, and whatever and the players that have come in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For the... For the final whistle at Spartans to now, yeah, a lot, a lot happier. Yeah. During the week, uh, via play cup, it was the final game. It was going to take a miracle for anything really to happen, which is amazing when you look at the table and you think, just if I'd got our finger out a bit earlier. I said it last week, like if I had played an extra two preseason mm. games, because, and obviously we'll talk about the Falkirk and the Carlisle, but every game we've got better. Yeah. Every game there's been an improvement, which is exactly what you probably want at this time of the season. Uh, but, like it's it's too little too late now, is it? Mm. So so yeah, the, like the Falkirk game, I didn't bother Mars to go, if I'm being honest, uh, because it was on the telly and we were out. If it hadn't been on the telly, I, I probably <laughs> still would have went. But uh, no, I watched it. I thought I thought the performance uh, it kind of covered a few a few angles. You know, like we knocked the ball about quite well. Thought we were on the front foot. We were closing them down, but also there was spells in the game where we had to really defend, and I, and I thought that we'd done it quite well. Uh, the assist for the goal was phenomenal as well. Uh, that was that was just simply fantastic. I couldn't have get enough of that. And Kai getting his first goal for a club as well. Yeah, and we were, it was one of them. It was a real high press, trying to get, make them make mistakes. And like you said, that's where the the goal come from in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people doing what they've obviously been uh, getting drilled into them in training to do, uh, just closing people down. Like I think we all knew. Certainly, from listening to the the interviews, that Falkirk were a team that they liked to pass their way out of every situation possible. Like sometimes that's it's a John McGlynn team, though, isn't it? He done that yeah, race as well. Yeah, he did, and it's and when it works, it's brilliant. You're like, Christ, how can my team no play like that? Mm-hmm. But when it doesn't work, then uh, <laughs> you're prone to making horrendous errors, like they did. What do you uh, think when you seen the team sheet and Molt wasn't on it? Did you get the fear, or did you think I'll play it? No, really, because. I think fairly soon after that, I think Goodwin had said, and it might even have been prior to the match, he'd said that it was a like precaution. Mm-hmm. So, and you could understand that we'd be in that sort of pitch. Uh, but the concern would be that we'll play on a few of the pitches this year. So, but maybe it's because he's like just getting. Thanks, because he played the two games and yeah, just thought yeah. he played Tuesday, I mean, Saturday. Plus, like if we had a, if we had a got bit. Like, of course, nobody would have been happy, but it wouldn't have really mattered because we were at the cup anyway. Mm-hmm. So. If you're going to arrest them, then fine. Obviously, the, the the one I was on Carlisle and thinking, right, I'll get a minutes there, and then like, the, the real back comes out Friday. Yeah, uh, Kai Fodder had a real mixed evening, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. I like the look of Kai though. Uh, he's very, very positive, and uh, yeah, it was it was unfortunate, but obviously, just after his goal, and it, it looked innocuous. I, I didn't even think it was a tackle. It no, was just, thigh, maybe, wasn't it? It's just strained or pulled. Don't know why I just pointed at my thigh for you. You know where a thigh is. I know exactly where a thigh is. Yes. <laughs> yes. You stop uh, looking at mine, it'd be helpful. <laughs> I can't help it now you've pointed at it. You've rolled up in the, <laughs> the legs of your shorts. <laughs> but it was unfortunate that he's had to go off injured. 
Uh, so hopefully it's not too serious uh, because no doubt you'll ask me about my team on Friday and I think I would maybe put him in if he was fit. The thing is, not a downplay, uh, certainly after yesterday, what I'm about to say, but he got 17 goals and assists at Stirling and Albion, yeah. who popped a Premiership team after the side in quite spectacular form yesterday. Um, you know, in 20 years old now, it's his first goal for United, but I'm the same as you, I like him because he's direct. He's, he's, and he'll try things and I know we've always spoken about Declan Glass it's quite a bit of a shot mm-hmm. and we've said for ages I wish boys would take a shot yeah. but he looks like he's trying to get in there he's got you know he likes to cut in but he can seems to go ways decent uh, understanding of Scott McMahon who will get a special mention by the way when we get to the Carlisle game and I was devastated to see him go off after 30, 37 minutes or yeah. whatever yeah, absolutely but- and the pro- and what what uh, also the, the, the kind of knock on effect was up to that point, for me, Archie Meeks was the best player in the park. Ah, he was strolling. He wasn't moved he? position and yep. it killed him. Yeah. But ah, again, he was, he was sometimes you need to tie in for the team. I absolutely get that. Yeah. But for 30 odd minutes, he was the best player in the park for me on Tuesday. Yeah, he's he's really comfortable. He's a really, really silky player as well. He's when he, he gets to go in, yeah. He's yeah. positive. Yeah, you know? usually. And he, he all, he's, it's almost like he's unflustered as well. You know, he, he'll take the ball uh, in tight spaces and when there's guys on him. And he'll he'll be confident enough that he's going to get out of there or pick a pass. So, yeah, he he had a very good game. And obviously, uh, the the change in formation or change in the lineup was Sibold and Dockery next to each other mm-hmm. that allowed that to happen in front. Yeah, and again, like some people are looking at that and thinking two holding midfielders, but it's working. Uh, it's allowing Abdi else. It's allowing four to go. Ah, like can you back in the heady the heady days or oh, the Jackie McNamara era? Like we had uh, Rankin and Payne. And you would argue they were two holding midfielders. But having them in the team, it allowed Abdi else to bomb forward. And I feel like, I'm, and I'm no comparing our current oh, side. Oh, here we go. I'm no comparing sides. Clip but, it, clip it. But it's allowing us, it's allowing the young guys, the forward players, to just to just crack on. And they guys are holding mm. holding the fort, so to speak, in front of the defence. Yeah. The boy on the other side, on the right wing on Tuesday, got man of the match was praised for Stephen Cregan. And, and Craig Levine on the radio. And across the board, uh, unanimously, I think, for well, the majority of fans. You didn't see it, did I you? I just didn't get it, yeah. just now. I just And maybe I'm, be, I'm just being dead critical and I think because I'm had, a bit of an arsehole. I but mean, I think it, you've got an issue with Ghanaians. I, 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 I definitely <laughs> do not. Uh, but I just... I think I, maybe because I'm just expecting... Cause I, I know he, he takes a player on. I know mm. he's confident to do that. I just didn't see an end result. And the problem is, I didn't even see it near an end result. No. And that's my problem. I, th- I, th- I feel like you're being harsh. I feel I, I like pro- you're harsh. Listen, I probably am. Yeah, I but like again, I, I just think that the amount of times, and it's no for a lack of chance, I think he's played a lot. And I just even thought yesterday, just in front of us, there's a few times it's like, just release that by earlier, yeah. so then it allows the right back to get a cross yeah, in or something but, like that. Yeah, but he's learning, like. That. And listen, he puts people in a diff- difficult situations because yeah. fullbacks don't care what he's doing. I just, but neither do teammates. So much. <laughs> well, there is that as well. <laughs> no, I was critical of him the other week. I was like, look, I can. He's going to get the ball. He's going to come inside. Uh, and as you say, like he, the the end product uh, could be a lot better. Mm. But I just feel like yesterday, I thought he linked up well, like, and I think like Louis Moult. Tony Watt, I think they were all linking mm. up well with him. He's making some good runs. And also, a few weeks ago, I was like, 
He doesn't have tracking back in his locker. Like, he'll track back. He tracks back. He's getting mucked in to the halfway line. But that's more than I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hang about beside the keeper. Yeah. But I, I th- like, we hate to remember he's 19. Mm-hmm. He's 19. Uh, and I, th- I, th- I, th- I could see improvement in him, definitely. I could see improvement in him. I wouldn't. I, w- I would agree with you in saying I didn't think he was mad at a match against Falkirk, but I didn't think he was as bad as what, what you were you were trying to tell me. I just, I, can't, <laughs> I thought I just, he was all right. It was probably his, it's a low bar, but it was probably his best game. And then again yesterday, I thought he he, he done quite well. Like there's there's positive signs that we can see. Again, going on this, the, he needs the, a goal. The team have been getting better or an assist. Or what about a header on target? Well, that would be and, a start. Um, and I think as a game, and I think he's went on because I thought yesterday as well. I, I thought you, I thought he played well yesterday. I did think he played well yesterday. But again, I'm still just maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just that expectation. He's just want a wee more. bit more. And I think <clears throat> one good thing for it is he's going to play a part this year. He's not going to be a bit part like last season, and yeah. that he was kind of you'd see him for. You know, you'd get 20 minutes one week and then you'd not see him for 10 weeks. Yeah. Whereas this time, if he's not starting, he's going to be on the bench. He's going to get his chances. Yeah. I think Goodwill gave him his chances and I yeah. think he likes I that. think also if you stick with him, he might, there's every chance he gets mm-hmm. better and better and better. Yeah. But obviously it's a it's a high pressure situation. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you stick with him at the start of the season, we're going to get yeah. great results. Do you keep playing him? Like when there's somebody else jumping at the bit to get in. It's uh, it'll be interesting to, to see it. Unfold. Yeah, I think the, the thing with like, I mean, it's obviously it was Glenn Middleton and Scott McMahon yesterday, and uh, it was Grimshaw and Kujo yesterday. But on Tuesday, when it was Kujo and a Freeman, someone just doesn't sit right mm. with me with that. I don't know if it's just because Sheep's no playing with a lot of confidence just now, or he's a wee bit out of sorts, and mm. he's no getting the protection because it was evident on, on Tuesday he wasn't getting that protection when the yeah. bar's coming down. Yeah, but yesterday. He got Grimshaw, who will go forward, but Kenzie's Joe first of all must defend, and yeah. he would, and you get that, and it's just these wee bits. Whereas McMahon and Middleton, Middleton was always back helping and whatever, and I know yeah. that they've got that side of it because in possession, right, fair enough. You let him go, and he can get better at his crossing. He can get better releasing the ball early, mm-hmm. getting a shot off, and when he got a shot off. I think on Tuesday, it's like thank God people are getting these because we've said it for you. I've already mentioned it today. People need to touch shots, yeah. And it, but I think this season could be the one that can really help him mm-hmm. because he will play mere minutes. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and like to touch on your point there, like on Tuesday again, there was a number of chances that we were creating. Mm-hmm. Could Joe's header like he should do better, yeah. albeit he's four foot three yeah. and maybe the highest that he's ever <laughs> he's ever met a ball. Uh, Tony Watt was through as well. He should have scored uh, the very start of the second half. Could Joe again? Probably should just dink it over the keeper and into the net, but we are creating chances. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, it's it's mere positive signs. And I, I'm no for one saying Kujo's a passenger in a team. I'm no saying that. No. I'm just, you know, it's one of the. And, but thing, if we get both wingers firing mm-hmm. for whoever's playing in the positions, you know, it's it's going to be a massive help. Yeah. You know, going forward in the season, um, obviously on the back of. Again, busy week. We Tuesday, Denton Gallagher signing new kits and whatever else. And then we complete pre-season with a 2-0 win on the road. Three stops to Carlisle. Yeah. It's a pee or a poo. Tell her now. It's just, an, it's just my, my anxiety, Rondo. I'm not a good traveller, so uh, 
Uh, but I think any of the stops really annoyed you because I was like, well, I stopped at Kinross and you're like, Kinross? That's, that's miles out of, that's miles out of, But that's, that's the way that I go to Glasgow. I go the best via The best is Gretna. You could walk to Carlisle for Gretna. <laughs> I can't. You especially. No, I know, but, but travellers in the car, they were, we were travelling in comfy, so they wanted to swap for trotty bottoms to jeans and that was probably the best place to do it. Because if I thought, we kind of do that in the car. You kind of park up at the ground and then whip off your trackies and throw on a pair of jeans. So, that was the reason for the last stop. <laughs> Can Ross, man, I'm telling you, it's a shorter distance. <laughs> 3.2 miles. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> uh, 20 players used uh, yesterday, uh, on Saturday. Mm. All nine substitutes were used. Ten substitutes it was, actually. Glenn Middleton played 90 minutes. Yes. What had that under Koopman? <laughs> yeah, no me. No me. But like Middleton, there's, there's a conundrum as well, because like, you're saying that he's, he links up better tracking back V McMahon and I would uh, than Cujo does and I would agree with that but I think Cujo's gain were mere going forward albeit Middleton scores a goal yesterday but well, I mean we'll, we'll touch on Friday but Middleton going to start for me on Friday no no not if everybody's fit he doesn't he? not for me not not at present yeah. so what does that tell but, you but I think he might I think he might I think the goal should help <laughs> him but we do need more for him 100 yeah and again some it's very, like, what you've said about Cujo, I feel about Middleton, like, I look at him and think, like, you've got a lot of attributes, a lot of attributes, but I just need more. Like, I need more end product, which sounds daft on the back while I'm scoring a goal. Like, what more of an end product can you get than a goal? But he just, I just need more for him, eh? He should be influencing games more, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's still a young laddie, but he's he's in the older heads in our team. No, but standards are a wee bit higher, I think. Uh, Walton, Grimshaw, Gallagher, Holt, McMahon, Sybil, Dockery, Middleton, Watt, Cujo and Moult uh, was the team yesterday. Probably mm. nine or ten of them, I think, will be the starting lineup on uh, Friday. I'd be surprised. But the game itself... Mm-hmm. It didn't quite. It, it didn't. It had a wee bit of a nice, chilled out feel before the game. There was pints and fish and chips and everything going on before the game. It was, it was quite relaxed. And then within about ten minutes, I think the boy put a tackle in. I thought, All right, okay, it's probably no preseason, but mm-hmm. probably the type of game we needed mm-hmm. uh, to get myself going. And I have to say, the pitch looked amazing. Yeah, that's well, first game. the stadium. Yeah, the stadium's old and dated, isn't it? Yes, yeah. but it was a good day's work. I, I thought that we played very well, uh, but obviously you caveat that by not having a clue how good Carlisle are. Now, I know that they got promoted, and usually promoted teams that should be on a bit of a high, but, uh, and again, I didn't know any of their players, I didn't know if they had loads missing, but you can only judge our team on what we saw, and again, it was a yet another step in the right direction towards finding some sort of level of consistency that's that's going to win your points in a league campaign, you would hope. Uh, and there was I didn't really hear any complaints for yesterday's performance. I thought, oh, I thought some of the football was really good. Uh, defensively, I've got one complaint actually, I'll get there in a minute. Defensively, we seemed sound enough. Uh, and again, we created loads of chances. I've got one complaint now, and it cost me £3.50, but I'll get to that. Well, my complaint <laughs> is the goal kicks. What are we doing? It pisses me off. Like, we've got Kevin Holt standing on the six-year box at the corner. We've got Whatever else Declan Gallagher yesterday standing on the other corner and Jack Walton plays the bat of them or they play it to him, that is going to bite us in the arse at some point because there was a couple of occasions yesterday nearly but went in the arse. Hey, panic. 
there's nanny what what are teams doing that for? And why are we doing it? Because they see Ederson at Man City passing the bat to Ruben Diaz, while then passes the bat to somebody equally as brilliant and comfortable with the bat. And we're we're it's it's ultimately what happens is we fucking get caught and we lump it up the park anyway. So just lump it up the park and deal with it. It's just madness. It's just asking for trouble, Rondo. McNicola gets modern football. It's just a nonsense. It's, yeah. So, so yeah when you're a bairn, you get still, <coughs> then I pass the bar across your box. And now we're purposely passing the bar across our six-yard box. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but we're not playing on Riverside four year. We're playing on but It doesn't matter, but boys are getting... Everybody knows we're doing it. And when we're doing it, the opposition have got two or three men on the 18-yard yeah. box ready to close you down. You're just inviting trouble. I actually thought the first goal kick yesterday, I thought Kevin Hope was what attack it. As a launch it. Yeah. And then nah, we done a launch it. We just done a launch it and yeah. until we're under pressure. It's just it's, as you say, it's modern football. There's so many teams do it, but I just wish my team wouldn't. It? Mm. Yeah. And that was I mean, it's couple I think it's that <clears throat> mix of you know, you've got there's players in that team that'll take it in a tight space when they've got it. I just wish that tight space wasn't eighteen years for your end goal, six years for your end goal. Eighteen inches for your end goal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but defensively, I think it's a third clean sheet in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it looked fairly solid. This, certainly before the raft of subbies and whatever, there was a few uh, hairy moments after that. But in general, the boy, like we had to give a wee nod to to Jack Walton. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have taken much for me to sit here and say he's an upgrade on what we had. But he hold so, on, hold on, I got my shocked face ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> but ultimately, like he's he's been very good. He's been very good. The save that you've got on the, the screen there yesterday for the free kick. Cracker. Brilliant save. Absolutely brilliant save. And uh, the, 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 the slight thing that I've noticed with him is like you, good shot stopper, which is like par for the course, unless your name's Mark Burrigay. Uh You'll come for a cross, which is fair enough. I think situations like a corner, when it's a packed box, he gets a wee bit of weird. Like he kind of jumps down the way and hides behind men. I would like him to realise that he's six foot two and just come and just go for the bat and just wipe boys out. You'll very, very rarely get punished for that. But I think he sometimes shrinks in these situations, which hopefully doesn't doesn't cause any bother. Are we hitting that goalkeeper strip? <sighs> doesn't put me up there, doing it. I don't really hear anything you're going for there. That's the well, it's pink, is it? Oh, I mean, it's pink. I think if you look up the actual the definition, it would be pink as fuck. <laughs> uh, it is the pinkest goalkeeper strip I've ever seen. But it's not something that I would ever mess with. So mm. Leah, Leah Smith, one of the models of the Heritage Kit, she was loving the pink strip. I have no doubt about that because uh. she's choking for United to have pink strip. Yeah. There you go, Leah. I think Martin's going to buy it for himself. Well, he'd, he'd look phenomenal. And in just that. wear that. Nah. Socks and shorts? No, no. Stop. Stop. Craigie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Defensively very good yesterday. Midfield, the two sort of getting a bit of a partnership. Tony Watt in yeah. that position in mm-hmm. behind Lee Moult. Martin, I didn't know, was such a full paid-up member of the Tony Watt fan club until yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I do agree when he said he needs a goal. Yeah, and he should have had one yesterday. He should have had one on Tuesday as well at Falkirk. Uh and at Spartans when he went right through, right, and and I've and I've criticised them, jokingly criticised them the last few weeks, but he he has been playing himself into a bit of form. Like there's no doubt, uh, some of the link up play yesterday was good. His work rate was excellent. Uh, the only thing, as you say, that's missing just now is a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the chance in front of us in the second half, like he's, he should bury it. Like he should bury it. Like he hit the target, I get it, but the, the keeper must have been about seven foot, and he, he's kind of aimed it quite high. Just keep it low, <laughs> and it's probably going to go in. But uh, no, nah, he, he played very well. He played very well, and, and it didn't even annoy us when he had to put the captain's armband on. So upside down. <laughs> well, I mean, he is half daft, so uh, no. But but he, he did, he, he he did very well. So no complaints. Yeah, um, special mention has to go to Scott McMahon for the wee step over drug back. Just in general, just, just in general. <laughs> yesterday again, I think he's he got criticism. Um, yep. I have said as well. I thought the fullbacks an area we would need to look at. Mm-hmm. Flynn Duffy needs a chance. All this he stuck with Scott McMahon. We've obviously seen Flynn yesterday for mm-hmm. half an hour, which I thought was good, given it was the last preseason game. There's a lot of boys in that bench, but I think he's been he's been excellent. Mm-hmm. He, he stood up to the challenge. I thought during the week, especially when they went route one, they were trying to go for it, and he was as important to everyone in that defensive line. But I think obviously first game aside. Yeah. You know, certainly in the part of the game he got a bit better in the last two and people could say, ah, oh, but he, they played Peterhead and they played Falkirk and whatever else. But yesterday was a challenge. Can they, mm-hmm. they were a decent enough team. Like They were keen to play football and whatever else. But, you know, that going back to 33, he's helped them right out. Yeah, he's he's in a rich vein of form just now and he's he's doing very well. And long may that continue because he's, he's getting himself forward. He's He, he does have an end product. You know, he's getting buzz into the box. And he's been defending no too bad as well. So like we, we step over. Yeah. And the wee the wee bit of skill in the second half as well was was outrageous. It's just a pity it didn't actually work out because he kinda skinned about two men. We won fancy turn, but I think he turned in a third. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. So he's 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 in for him. Uh, that, that's how you can ask for. Hopefully it continues when uh when the league campaign starts on Friday. Yeah. And I think everyone everyone that scored will probably know that there's competition for places now, you mm-hmm. know, going on that people for positions and stuff like that. <coughs> I mean, given that there was four out injured yesterday as well, you know, you're missing Mochre. Kai, Mokre, Niskanen, and there's one more that was missing through injury. Can't mind. Can't mind either, actually. It's definitely four, though. No idea. Definitely four. And then you've still got a couple other guys that are, that are um, not even in that squad, but you know, there's competition <clears throat> across it to, to, to keep your place or get a place mm-hmm. and then keep the place for Friday night. Yeah. After Gayfield. Yeah. Kind of wait. And I wouldn't have said that a few weeks back. <laughs> wow. Who yeah. is this man? Yeah, kind of wait. Yeah, but it's, it's because there's been a steady, there's been steady progress uh, all over the side since that debacle doing in Edinburgh when Spartans bit were, which... I try not to think about because it, it, it should never have happened. It still pisses me off. I don't care if Spartans then went and got a couple of no bad results mm. in the good. It doesn't matter. Like Dundee United shouldn't be losing to Spartans. Uh, but on the back of that, we have we have kind of grown into a bit of forum. We've played ourselves into, into some decent nick. And like hopefully, it's not a false dawn. Hopefully, that it. It, it continues on Friday. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think we're going to get better and better and better every single game. But like, if you can get yourself up to a level that's going to be good enough to succeed in the league, then then you would happily just coast along at that. But like, the the, the test will be Friday, won't it? Because we can sit here and, and I don't think we're bullshitting by saying that we'll have played better every game. Like, 
<laughs> if ultimately you go down to Arbroath and you lose one one nil, two nil, or whatever, then I'll I'll count for nothing. Yeah. Like you've got to keep this this progress going, and you've got to be at it on Friday night because that's when it really really matters. So I would have said it mattered in the cup. Obviously, a lot of people these days think, ah, it's still pre-season, it's, it's no big deal. It is a big deal, from my point of view. I think United should be looking to do well in the Cup when you see some of the teams that have done well in the Cup. Uh, but there's there's no debate when it comes to the league campaign. Like We, we, we hit to win the league. Like that's the expectation. That's uh, that's what we all want and the, the club needs to happen. We have to win the league and what better way to do it than starting off with three points and going top before anybody else has even kicked a bar. Logan Chalmers was the other name that missed out. Um, mm-hmm. Friday night, if the game kicks off the same starting 11 for yesterday and the <coughs> way they played, would you be quite happy with that? Given the current <coughs> injuries are what they are and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been unhappy with it. I, I wouldn't, if everybody's fit, it's no my 11 just now. Uh, but no, like they, they played very well yesterday, so like, don't I change a winning team, do you? And, and it, but again, like it was a friendly, you didn't, I didn't know anything about Carlisle, I didn't know how good or how piss poor they are, if they're going to Hey, the worst season in their history you, you just didn't know but on the back of what we saw yesterday if you were to go with that starting 11 then I I wouldn't have wouldn't have any issues with that but it wouldn't, it wouldn't personally be mine mm. what would be your changes? I would if Kai's fit I would play Kai and I would probably play him in place of Midland just now and I'm also you could probably make an argument for Ross Graham over Kevin Holt but I don't see that happening I don't see that happening. I think Goodwin always would be sticking with, with Kevin Holt just now. And in fairness, he's, he's not done anything wrong. So, Yeah, yeah. In fairness, he, he's not really done anything wrong. But again, I think everyone's going to have a, a role to play. I think if, mm. the, if it started as it is yesterday <clears throat> and Kai maybe did make the bench and whatever else, I know he's, he's very, the positivity of, of Kai and his players, it's infectious. You know, he's the type of guy you want to watch. Going forward, cutting in left, right. Yeah. You know, the way they play with the wingers coming inside that lets the full backs come round, especially my man, like you've mentioned, his pirouette, step over, whatever you want to call it, happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be great. It's obviously on the tail, like you say, to make, stick a marker down. You're going to play a tight pitch, a lot of wind, horrible pass. Great pass. <laughs> Tangerine Pound's going to be it. I think there's going to be a fair few behind that goal yeah, and decide in the stand. Be. Well, if you can take 700 odd to, to Carlisle, I would expect a good few thousand doing it at Gayfield. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, f- a few overnighters happening in Carlisle who may not even be awake yet. Yeah, yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt there was, a, there was a, f- a few people that had a few sherberts as well. <laughs> <laughs> they were well on. But it was, it was a good day. It was a, a cracking atmosphere as well for mm-hmm. a, for a friendly. But uh, yeah, ultimately the, the the league campaign starts Friday night. Overall, a major disappointment though how the via place sort of petered out, given the the, the two games to to start with. That I mean, if we're a beat big ifs, but if we're a beat Spartans, like saying even if I had been beaten for Parley Thistle, we might have just done enough to yeah to yeah through to that next round. Like, as I say, like it, it seems to this this tournament for some people it splits opinion. Like some people are no arse to it, and I think that the tournament itself hasn't helped itself with that. Like, if they were to have it the the, the year, that I think it was the COVID season when you, you proved me wrong, when you were like, no, nah, no, nah, we lost to Peterhead wow. and we lost, like, in October. Like, if they were to have the, the league format of this, maybe 10 games into the season, I think more people, well, I, I, would, I would like to think more people would be more up for it, but because of when they do it, 
And regardless of what clubs say, some clubs do treat this as pre-season. Like, mm. Regardless of what managers, and I'm, and I'm no throwing shade on Jim Goodwin by saying that that's what he's done, but like if, if that is what he's done, and ultimately it leads to a championship success at the end of the season, so be it. But in the moment, it's disappointing that we have went out the cup, especially in that group. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from any of the other teams in it, but when I looked at that group, I thought we should be winning that league. Mm-hmm. Fairly easily, yeah. Uh, just a touch on our mostly cup campaign. They uh, they got the extra point against Cowdenbeath in their first game. That finished one all. They won four three on penalties. St Mirren beat them four nil. Forfar beat them three one. And then yesterday they beat uh, Sean Dillon FC by three goals to nil. To ultimately, of course, go out as well mm-hmm. of the cup. Uh, it's going to be a challenging game on Friday, but I dare say I'm looking forward to it. Um, Friday night football, which is quite a nice thing if you win because you get a nice happy weekend but it still leaves your Saturday a wee bit empty yeah with what's going on I'll have to get a season ticket for a junior team uh, <laughs> just just to get my football fix but no as I say I am looking forward to it uh, I'm a lot more a lot more happy and settled in my own mind we we decide now after having watched them four or five times uh, we, we do seem to be doing the right things on the pitch and, and playing at a decent level as well but again ultimately you, you've got to prove it yeah. it's, it's it's all down to the players now they hate to prove it in, in the real games so uh, the real games start Friday night and I'm definitely looking for three points um, one thing that was spoken about during the week uh, you were very vocal about it when I was speaking to you uh, away ticket costs yeah well the, the away well, for our growth, it wasn't too bad. I think what was it was 21. 21 quid. So that, I mean, I, I'm a big advocate of like 20s plenty, uh, but but I wouldn't haggle over the extra pound, you know, so if it's 21. But I think it was, and the reason that it got raised is because Dunfermline fans have been kicking up a bit of a stink because they're getting charged 27 pound to, to come to Tannadice in a couple of weeks. And you could think, well, you can get it up them, set of fifers, whatever. Like, uh, but, the knock-on effect, I think, is going to be that we're going to get stung in the pocket for 27 quid when we go through it done firmly. Yep. So ultimately, <laughs> it's going to cost your your own fans when you're charging. And 27 pounds ridiculous. Well, the thing is as well, for a it's we're charging game. home fans 27 as well. Like It's not just but the film fans, but it's yeah, still but bad it's, for big fans. It's ridiculous, Ron. Yeah. It's, it's an awful lot of money. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I personally don't think it's worth 27 quid to go to a game at that level in Scotland, but... That's, that's only my opinion yeah I think it's when you add it in like you add in if you do need to travel you know if you've got a bairn with you if mm. you've got a bit of them this that and the next thing it can be an expensive day well, of course it is you know yeah. it's it's, and I always think that clubs should really for the younger because they're your next run of supporters mm-hmm. you know and I know the season tickets a great deal you get 212 tickets in the jar. I think that's a brilliant deal it, it really is, is. Yeah. but again for you know if your mates want to go and that is bearing it. That could be expensive. You know, it could be yeah. fifty quid. I think. Pocket. I think our broth. Like when I was looking at the prices, I think they're doing something. Is it sixteen pound or twenty twenty quid or something for an adult to take two under twelves? Mm. Uh, that's good. That's a great initiative. Yeah, and it's something that mayor teams should do. Uh, but again, it's just the prices are probably going to be out the place this year. But you would hope that they're they're nearer the twenty than they are the thirty. Uh, unlike what we're charging. Mm-hmm. And uh, as revealed. <laughs> Last week on the podcast, you told us the women's team had changed the fixture because the Gussie works is still ongoing. That's now come out and been confirmed yeah. uh, that they will be away 
to Park Thistle on the 13th of August and it'll now be at uh, Gussie Park on the 19th of November. Four o'clock kickoff. Is that normal for the women's team? I think it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure how much we'll say they get in that, but yeah, it's it's normal, yeah. Yeah, so uh, their season's um, a week behind then, so they'll be two weeks the day they'll start as we record this. Is uh, that the first game, the away game at Park? It must be, yeah? Yes, yeah, it will be, yeah. Brian Graham? Yeah, hopefully. Heart elbows them right in the bridge of the nose or something. After the, or before the game. Yeah. Okay. In the car park. <laughs> Whatever you see them. <laughs> the elbows out. Yeah, it's, um, so that, that gets underway pretty soon. I think they're still needing a few players though, eh? <laughs> Well, possibly, yeah, yeah. Like, who knows? Because you didn't get much information. But obviously, they've signed some players. But for our calculations, I think there was there was more has went out than has come in. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll find it soon enough, I suppose. Indeed, uh, the Community Trust summer camps are still ongoing. There's two weeks left of them. They're on ten to three Monday to Friday. They're fifty quid. They're done at the New Beechwood Park and Lundy Avenue. Uh, you can get details done at ct.co.uk. Uh, I'm led to believe that Matty Kujo turned up on Friday to he see did. the Burns. Yep, he did. And most of them taller than him. Leo towered <laughs> above him. Ah, Leo towered <laughs> above him. Because uh, Leo wore his, Leo had the goalie kit. I don't know why he won the goalie kit last season, but he had the goalie kit on on Friday at the, at the camp. And uh, he had a signature on it. I was like, tell me that that's no Barragay signature or else, similar to the Tony Watt debacle, you will be ebayed. But no, he was like, no, Kujo showed up today and uh, he signed He signed with that. I was like, right, okay, fair enough. So uh, Kujo showed up. I think Louis Moult was meant to be there, but he couldn't or something. So yeah. Yeah. Ah, Too busy posing in the new cup. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that, it's good when, when they can entice a, a player or two along to these things because that's that's the, that's the kids' heroes, is it really? Mm-hmm. Like you might know Ray right? <laughs> but that's that's the kids' heroes, and they want it's to not see. Not want Merfield. That's <laughs> our one. But but they want to see they want to see some first teamers. So fair play to Kujo for heading along. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's see. There's two weeks left of these summer camps for the community trust. Dungeonct.co.uk. Uh, uh, you mentioned it obviously last week. There's people walking the kilt walk for MD doing the kilt walk uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the best of luck to you. Jim McInally's uh, doing it. Jim McInally is doing. He's doing for back on side. He He's doing, doing it for it. back on side. We all we obviously mentioned Cheryl Robertson last week. She's doing it for the community trust and even United's goalkeeper for last season, Fiona McNichol. She's now doing it. She's doing it for her local food bank. So there's a lot of good people doing it for good causes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You're thinking, are you doing it, Paul? Nah, I'm not doing it, Rondo. It's not happening. I'm not, I'm not a good person. It's uh, it's the route's changing. It's shorter this year. It's, it's shorter, yeah, yeah. Because it's, of the works that are happening along the yeah, front. Yeah, I thought it was from St Andrews to the VNA. Cheryl told me that she thinks it's from St Andrews to Brody Castle. Either way, it's from St Andrews to Dundee. It used to be to Money Fifth because I met you at the end. I like how Abdi just thinks what it's worth. Well, see, when they get, see when they get on the day and they get a shock to the system. Uh, that... Oh, I've only got a mile to go magic. <laughs> nah, you done it. It's another fifth. Get the stepping. Yeah, I think you'll get ah, but when that happens. <laughs> but for MD, is walking it. All the very best of luck to you. If you want to join the foundation, get more details, dusf.scot. Uh, for that, of course, all the uh, things that they've been involved in over the past few years, uh, all the details are online. So, Jim McAnally sat down with us in June. He signed some prints for us. We'll be giving them away this week. If you keep an eye on our social media, uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram. I think it's still called Twitter um, and not X. We are at 
Dude Fox podcast if you're following us on there. I will give one away on each of those and there might be an extra one, I think, if, depending if we've counted them right, uh, that we can give away uh, as well as a wee extra. But do keep an eye out on them. Uh, the, I think it's from, without looking at I think it's from the Scottish Cup final. Well, Scarf, uh, I and think it might be, yeah. I, like you're not oh, looking at it. I'll go on here. Are we, are we digging into the envelope? Sure, I've, I uh, thought it Yes, it is. Yep. There you go. Yes, so, it is. That's uh, that's what's going to be uh, for that. So keep an eye on them on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. 31st of July, our focus. A mix of games, as you can imagine. A testimonial match for the Scottish Football Writers Association Player of the Year, Morris Malpass. Sees United beat Rangers 3-1 at Tannadice in 1991. Uh, Michael O'Neill and a double from Hamish French scored for United. Alan McCoy scoring for Rangers in the 81st minute. That goal for midfield for O'Neill? Must be. <laughs> Must be, yeah. 12,000 fans were at Tannadice as we started the 99-2000 season with a Dundee derby at Tannadice. Uh, Magnus Scoldmark put us ahead before Willie Faulkner drew Dundee level only for Joaquin Faraz to score the winner five minutes for time as the new season got off to the best possible start. I remember being at the game. I remember No so sure I can remember the goal because it was bedlam. Did Faraz no hear like a bandage on his head? Because my season ticket then was uh, in the East Stand. Yeah. That's where Faraz scored the winner. Yeah, a few rows, but it was pandemonium. I just remember it being absolutely crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Which is good fun. It's gold, Mark, yeah. Wow. Uh, Dutch outfit Den Haag visited Tannadice for the final pre-season match before the 2004-05 season got underway. Chris Innes, Mark Kerr, James Grady and a Billy Dodds penalty won us the game by four goals to two. Yeah, we've we've mentioned that game a couple of times. Uh, and I've, Why? I did I can, but I have no memory of it at all. Yeah, right? I, I cannot remember that game. 2004. I wonder if there was even a crowd at it. Uh, well, there must have been. Yeah, must have been. Legend. It's just, I don't think I would have been on holiday. I've just just shown Paul a striker there. Like, ne- I've just nay. Uh, that's certainly no striker. <laughs> I've just no idea. I, ca- I can't remember it at all. If I was there, and that memory has been erased, somebody must have used the old men in black stick on us or something. <laughs> and then I can't know what's happened. Phew, there's only uh, one thousand eight hundred eighty-eight people there. Well, maybe so. they kept it quiet. Maybe they did. Um, it was our second league match in the 2011-12 season. We headed to Tynecastle on the back of a 1-1 draw with Kilmarnock. John Daly headed in the only goal of the game. We beat a hard side that included ex-United players Danny Granger, Ryan McGowan and Rudy Scatchel. Yep, all pricks, eh? And in 2016, we went into our final League Cup group game against Dunfermline knowing that anything other than defeat in normal time would mean progression into the last 16. Indeed, an unlikely win by at least eight goals would see United win the group. We didn't get eight, we got two. It was goals for Simon Murray and it was a brilliant free kick for Scott mm. Fraser yep. as we progressed to the last 16 as one of the best four group runners-up. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> that was great finish. A, it, was, uh, it was up in the shed end as well, was it? Great yeah, it was finish. A good goal. Yeah, 2016 though. Oh, Long time ago. Mm. Our signings. We begin with a podcast pal who, after 205 appearances, scored five goals and one of the four who were sent off after 
the final whistle in the 91 Cup final. Signed on this day in 1989, Freddie van der Hoorn. Yep. Hoor mate. Your mate Fred. Your mate Fred. Your mate Fred. Yeah. Signed, uh, sent off as one of the four. Legend. <laughs> Angry Fred that day. And as we heard, we Jim decided to get involved. <laughs> Don't you fucking say anything. <laughs> that was a Stop disgrace. Up. You're a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the decision to start the 2015-16 season with this guy and his mate will forever haunt me and many a United fan. He wasn't great. He made just 14 appearances. We also gave him a three-year deal and paid a fee. Signed on this day in 2014, Michal Shromnik. Yeah, murder. Murder. 14 times he played. He did, eh? And we wonder how we got relegated. Yeah, and a uh, club just down the road might wonder about this year. And there's a common denominator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not great. Eh? Not great. He was not. I mean, what did we put? It was 60,000 or something yeah. for him, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does the matter. No, no I don't know. it was 60p. Something went wrong there. <laughs> something badly went wrong in the scouting department that season. But yeah. Uh, no, no fond memories at all. None. No? Absolutely Zero. dog shit. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, it's a haunting one that. And and this is this is when <laughs> on this day becomes quite depressing at times. Mm. It could be quite fun at times. It could be quite funny at times. It could be quite memorable at times. But it can also be absolutely shit show t- at yeah. times. And uh, that's that was definitely one of them. And I think when you watch him and Zvik, and I might watch them in reserves or whatever it would have been at the time, and you think, these boys could be all right in years to come. I, I used to, hand on heart, I thought that about Zvik, because mm. I used to head up to Station Park when the reserves played up there, and he was he was quite good in a goal, and also Justin Johnston. Yeah. But I thought, this boy... Oh, you love Justin Johnston. This boy's said class. that before. Yeah, this yeah. boy's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's just running amok. And uh, they, they, they weren't brilliant. Yeah. They didn't run anything, let alone a mock. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have run a bath. <laughs> anyway, the season, oh, the league opener rather, is what I'm trying to say, is upon us. The Tangerine Pound heads for Smokyville on Friday night. How do you think we'll get on? We'll stick posts up on our social media, but after the game, or even on the Saturday, we'd appreciate it if you want to drop us a wee voicemail at dodefoxpodcast.com. Before that, let us know how we got on. We're at Dodefox Podcast on social media. Check out the website and do have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget the most important part of your day, your week, your month, your year is to wash your hands and your arsehole. Mm-hmm.